It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, this is your host, Hawaii Psychic, Geraldine St. Joseph, with your Metaphysical Minute, and we are on Blog Talk Radio. This week's discussion is about feeling your emotions, or identifying your emotions, actually, is a better way to say it. Um, You need to learn how to really experience your emotional self and enliven your emotional body. The last few weeks, we've been discussing your spiritual journey. And your spiritual journey is a very important part of yourself, as we all know. It is that part of yourself that connects with the universe. It connects to God. It is that part of yourself that is probably the most important part of yourself other than your your physical, because that is what connects you to everything else on the planet and off the planet. Uh, if you want to look at it that way, uh, it is what connects you to source. So part of our spiritual journey uh, was forgiveness. But in order to forgive, you need to really own and release your emotions surrounding whatever the situation or the person is um, that you need forgiveness for or towards. And in order to identify our emotions, we need to have a language for that. We need to know how to describe them. Oftentimes, uh, especially in our society, we see being emotional as being a negative thing. And that's something that we really need to move away from. Emotions are not bad. They are an intrinsic part of who we are. There are not bad emotions. There are bad ways to react to emotions. Um, You can possibly make bad decisions based on emotions or erroneous Um, interpretations of emotions, but that doesn't make the emotions bad. The emotions are energy in motion. It's a source. It is what compels you forward or holds you back. I've read a lot that splits emotions up into two categories, and I don't know if it's this simple, but we're going to use this just for today um, for expediency's sake. Basically, those two emotions are fear and love. Every emotion that you experience is, falls under one of these two or is a combination of these two and can be broken down until the point that it becomes this. So um, I just want to let you know we are not taking calls today because my Skype is not working and I have never had to use <clears throat> my cell phone before to do the show So I don't know how to um, plug into the switchboard and all that kind of stuff uh, using a cell phone. I've always used Skype, but Skype is not working today. Um, So that being said, one of the things we need to do, people color their emotions with very broad strokes. They will say things like, well, um, I'm depressed. Well, what does that mean? 
what is causing the depression. Is it situational? What exactly, what components are there? Are you feeling sad? Uh, are you in grief? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling unmotivated? Are you feeling lethargic? Are you feeling fatigued? There are probably a hundred different things that can be components of depression. And you need to break it down to where you're actually looking at the specifics of where you are um, and being very specific about what you're feeling. So when people say that they're experiencing depression, it could be loneliness, it could be boredom, it could be a lack of creativity in your life, you could feel abandoned. Um, so you really need to explore more deeply what's going on there. That's a good place to start, but then you need to feel and experience things a little more deeply and go more deeply into it to see exactly what where that emotion is coming from and what it's supposed to be pushing you towards. I think one of the things that we often neglect is the fact that we experience things because there's supposed to, there's a push-pull there. Um, what we experience is generally doing one of two things. It's either pushing us or pulling us towards something or it's telling us to keep away. So it's either an attraction or a repulsion. The term emotional intelligence has uh, gained popularity some years ago. And we started talking about emotional intelligence and how children need to learn this. It needs to be um, more prevalent in our society. And then it kind of, I haven't really heard it so much recently. Emotional intelligence is extremely important, especially for children. When you have a child who is throwing a hissy fit because of something, and you just make blanket statements or assumptions as to why that's happening instead of making the child consider why are they reacting this way, uh, you're not being very helpful to the child. By the same token, um, a lot of my work, I've worked with many teenagers and young adults, and when they react to things, they're just reacting. There's no thought there. There really is nothing behind it. I will sit down with them and say, okay, you're railing at me, you're screaming at me, what's really going on? Because I know I didn't do anything, and this has nothing to do with why you're, you're overreacting this way. What is really going on? What are you really upset about? And if they sit down and think about it for a minute, they usually can come up with whatever it was that is the core problem, what they're really feeling angry about or sad about, and whatever the instance was that allowed them to rage was simply an outlet. It was simply something that was there to let them express. And it was safe because they knew that if they let it out with me, it was safe. They wouldn't get hit. They wouldn't, you know, um, I would not judge. So oftentimes the people we love the most take the brunt of our emotions, especially our stuffed emotions. And we need to be very careful of that. One of the things you need to remember is that only you can change the way you feel. Only you can change the way you feel. And yes, you can change the way you feel. Uh, my father sent me this beautiful quote um, at the beginning of um, my relationship that said, you fall in love by chance. 
You stay in love by work, and you fall out of love by choice. So it's a decision that you make to change your emotional body, and you do it through thoughts and actions. And there's two things that you do. You either avoid things, or you may change it by um, overanalyzing and putting things, more things into it. And there often is a belief fueling your emotions, a core, a core belief that fuels your emotions. And many of us have no idea what our core beliefs are, where that's coming from. I recently did um, a practice where we wrote with our non-dominant hand. We were asking each other questions, and we wrote with our non-dominant hand the answers, and some of the answers that came out were like, whoa, because it was more coming from the subconscious than from the conscious. And some core beliefs came out that I had no idea that I held, but then when we really looked into it and I started looking at um, the way I was raised and certain things that were said to me along the way, it made sense that I would have that core belief because that is what was reinforced in me as I matured. So we need to figure some of those things out and see where we're coming from. And when we overreact to something, we need to be aware that we're overreacting to it. We need to be aware that uh, our emotions are on the edge. Why are they on the edge? What is the real situation? And we need to sit down, take a deep breath, go inside and really look at our motivations. Really look at what is the belief behind this. Why would I react this way? This does not make sense. So you need to look and see what past event, person, energetic, however you want to look at it, what from the past is coming up now that's making you overreact. So We often suffer our emotions, and in our society, being emotional is considered a bad thing. Actually knowing how you feel, being able to put words to it and expression to it is very, very healthy. And being able to feel what you're feeling and really allow yourself to go through it and process it and let it go is the most healthy state. But often what we do uh, to avoid feeling our emotions is we just we ignore them. We say, oh, it's not that big a deal. We pretend it didn't happen. We try to forget it all together. We overeat. We stuff our faces with things that are tasty or comfort foods. And a good portion of our society is overweight at this point. Why? It's because we're not, well, part of the reason why is because we're not expressing ourselves. We're not allowing ourselves to really feel the way we need to. We also will, when we're feeling depressed or we're trying to stuff our emotions, we will eat foods that are full of sugar and fat because that creates chemical reactions in us that makes us feel better. Uh, excessive drinking, ex use of drugs, um, using prescription drugs such as tranquilizers or Prozac's, Prozac, that type of thing also um, helps deaden our emotions. We might be exercising compulsively. Um, I had a friend who, when he was going through his divorce, he exercised so much that it just was, it was to the point of 
being a priority where it was just constant and then fell into the overworking, working excessively so that he didn't have to feel anything. Um, also, um, any type of compulsive behavior, whether it be exercising or eating or drinking or bungee jumping or doing whatever, if it's compulsive, there's an issue. You're definitely running from something. Um, excessive sex, keeping busy. Um, there are people who are like, they're just busy all the time. They can't sit and have a real conversation because they don't want to be with themselves or by themselves. Um, a big one uh, that I notice people do is they jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. They're always looking for that exciting thrill and they're always looking for a new partner to make them feel better about themselves because the beginning of the relationship is exciting and you're focused on the other person generally. So when you do that, then you can't be focused on yourself and how you're truly feeling. And you will overemphasize any positive feelings, any endorphins that you have. And um, I mean, we all know that person, that uh, girl or that woman who every person they meet, every guy they date, this is their true love and this is the person they're going to be with forever. And they might be married over and over again, but they never stop to really look and see what are they really feeling? What do they really want? What do they really want in a relationship? And when you ask them what they really want, their answers will be very superficial. And all their relationships, if you look at them, will be very shallow because they don't want to feel. It's too painful to feel. There's something in the past that they never dealt with. So it just sits there. And you cannot build a house on a foundation of sand and expect it to stand there. You can't build a fortress there and think that that fortress is going to last through the storms and whatnot. It's going to crumble. It's going to fall. It's going to be crooked. It's not going to be healthy. Um, also, when you're burying your emotions, there are people who everything is rose-colored glasses, um, fruit and cake, love and light, where they, they don't go into, they refuse to acknowledge that there's anything negative in the world. They refuse to acknowledge any negative emotions. Uh, they refuse to acknowledge when they are feeling sad or lonely or um, not at rest. All these things, when you're running away from who you are, when you're running away from your emotions, all these things cut off your connection to source. So in my description of the word sin, which means without, these are all sins. These are all things that you do so that you don't feel life. And when you don't feel life, you're not connected to God. You're not there. So in that way, you are holding yourself back from any kind of spiritual growth or spiritual connection. Repressed emotions often show themselves as very low self-confidence also in people. They may appear confident on the outside with um, basic mundane things like changing a tire or things like that, but then when you really get to the core, there's no confidence there. They really don't like themselves, and so they run away from themselves consistently. 
When you bury your emotions, another side effect is it will create fatigue and depression. It takes a lot of energy not to feel. It takes a lot of energy to keep running like that. Um, also, um, it accelerates the aging process. If it's not on the outside, it's definitely on the inside. And often they will um, blow up over minor in incidents. They overanalyze. That's another big thing, too, is if you're trying not to feel, then you will, for instance, okay, you're in a relationship, things are getting closer, um, you really feel like this is the person for you, you really have intense feelings for this person, they have intense feelings for you, scares the crap out of you, just scares your pants off. So what do you do? How do you back up from that emotion and stop feeling like you can be dependent on this person and be with this person forever? Well, one of the things that people do is they become very over-analytical. They pick things apart. They look for things wrong so that they can change the way they're feeling. So they can hide what they're feeling and put in front of it instead, you know, oh, well, you don't do the dishes right. Or um, you tell me you love me too much. Or, you know, other different, I don't like the way you make your G's when you, when you write. I don't like the way you laugh. But it, they'll pick apart each other in order to maintain a distance and so that they don't actually feel what they're really feeling. Uh, another symptom, which I, I thought was interesting when I saw this one, was feeling your anger not at the time when something happens, but a few days later. Like it takes a while for uh, any type of emotion to actually surf surface. Um, there's also physical symptoms where you have a knot in your stomach or your, your solar plexus feel tight all the time and you have a tightness in your throat. That's because you're not expressing and you're not showing what you need to show or express. Um, these people also have many troubled relationships where the relationships are either extremely shallow or they argue all the time because they, they just don't really want to feel. They have a lack of emotion or motivation, a lack of ambition, a lethargic kind of attitude, and they have a great deal of difficulty accepting their gifts. Um, part of of expression of depression oftentimes is someone who laughs too loudly, too long, and too easily. It's like they force it. And unless you're really paying attention and you know what to look for, it's hard to tell because they will, the face that they show the world seems happy and expressive and whatnot, but actually what's going on inside is exactly the opposite to that. So you need to be aware of all that. Now, we all have core issues that we need to resolve. And they may be surrounding abandonment, victimization, uh, being a victim or being the bully, uh, demanding justice in all situations, um, living a spiritual life versus a material life. I believe you can have both. Um, that are at the basis of the way we react or act towards things. It's your choice whether you're going to be a reactive person or a person of action and whether or not you're going to be um, reactive or responsible 
which is response-able. You think about what you're doing before you do it. You don't just, you know, dive off and follow the other person's lead and just let their enthusiasm carry you to a place where once you get there, you realize that's not really where you want to be. You need to be enough in yourself and aware of yourself and enough in your own space and in the now to realize what's happening as it's happening so that you make your own decisions. And this is something we should have learned as teenagers, and oftentimes the, the lesson gets lost. Um, there are certain people whose personalities are just such that they want to be led. They don't want to make decisions for themselves. They want a very strong personality to follow who's going to tell them what to do so that when things don't go right, they can blame somebody else and they don't take responsibility. So you need to be aware of that. Okay, so what can we do to figure out if we are burying our emotions? Uh, there are a couple steps that we can take. And by the way, um, a lot of the information today is from mkprojects.com. Um, I found that to be a very good, informative website. They have a lot of good tips and different things that you can do. Um, I didn't check out the entire website, but it, it looked good for me. Um, the other thing is trans4the4mind.com is another website that I found some useful information on. So um, how do we know or how do we discern what we're doing, whether or not we are suppressing our emotions? I mean, most for most of us, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's like, um, yeah, I know. I feel like there's nothing inside. When you feel really empty inside and you've lost that connection to spirit completely, you're definitely stuffing your emotions. Some of the things we can do to help bring things up and to help look at what we're doing um, is to identify your a little unimportant hurts. When things bother you and you keep telling yourself, but, you know, that shouldn't bother me. It shouldn't bother me. Don't use the word should. If it bothers you, it bothers you. Write it down. Look at it. And see how many times um, you've allowed the same thing to happen. And don't, don't worry about how long ago it happened or how insignificant you think it is, get yourself a journal and start writing these things down because once you look at it, you will have a shift in consciousness. You will have realizations that say, wow, I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing or that's what was going on or that's why that bothered me. So every little hurt that keeps coming up for you that won't go away, that seems like uh, the same thing keeps happening over and over in different situations, you need to write that down. Identifying that will help you figure out what your buried and unexpressed emotions are and could help you figure out what your core issue is. The other thing is to um, really write down, record what makes you feel strongly. Either way, whether it's a good emotion, positive emotion, just write it down for about two months. Be very aware of what's in your body. See where in your body you feel things. See what comes up. Um, for instance, being late. For me, when I'm, I'm working something, it just drives me crazy if I'm going to be late, especially if it's because of traffic. Oh, and we all know when we're in a car, we're a completely different person. But these types of strong emotions, we need to write it down and look at it and see what's going on there. And write down, okay, um, I was going to be late for my gig. I started to get very upset 
angry with myself and uh, depressed, like I didn't want to go, or whatever your emotions are, write it down. Keep track of that and then start to look and see. You'll see patterns in yourself that can help you identify your real fears. What are you afraid of losing or not having? Once you figure that out, your emotional health is in view. You will be able to figure yourself out on a much deeper level, and you'll know how to be nurturing to yourself and what you need to be nurturing to yourself. But these are things that you need to do. Another thing is when you have memories that won't go away, things that hurt you when you were a kid or um, stuff that happened years ago, maybe a phrase or a statement or something that you did to hurt someone else. Keep track of that. Look at that. Remember that forgiveness is something that occurs as a result of owning and releasing your emotions. We want to just be able to say, oh, I forgive you. It's forgiven. But unless we go into those emotions that it inspires in us, you're not really accomplishing anything. It's just words and they're empty. There are no shortcuts. Forgiveness is a result of your emotional process, true forgiveness. So it's something that you need to do. And you need to forgive yourself first and then forgive others. Keep a journal of your dreams. And you may not remember the dreams exactly, but the most important of the dream, part of the dream to remember is how you were feeling during the dream and how you felt when you woke up. Dreams can give you really good insight into yourself because your conscious mind is out of the way when you're dreaming. So as soon as you wake up, have a tape recorder or a book by the bed, and whatever you remember, jot it down very quickly. And especially the way you feel. Sit in that feeling. See where it takes you. Be specific about the emotions that you're experiencing. And remember, some motion, emotions cover up others. For instance, anger is often a cover-up for pain and hurt and fear. So get down to the core. Start off with the broad. You can start off with I'm depressed and then go into the components of that and what really is there behind it. Physical closeness. Do you use physical closeness in order to release your emotion? Is that the only way you really feel close to someone? Or do you use it in a way that you're stuffing your emotions with that by just being completely physical and in the moment and not feeling anything more deeply than that? It's not a spiritual experience for you. It's not an emotional experience. It's just a physical release. That's something to look at. What type of compulsive or excessive behavior do you usually engage in? When you're engaging in these types of behaviors, what, what's usually going on around it? What's happening? Document what you're feeling. And don't ever do anything without getting something from it. It's there to help you figure things out. And there's a, there's a reason why you become engaged in these excessive or compulsive behaviors. So look at that. Are you jumping from person to person? 
Are you exercising compulsively? Are you sitting down and eating an entire chocolate fudge cake? What is fueling that? You need to sit down and figure it out. Now, here's a biggie. Does what you say and what you do, does it feel in sync with how you feel? What you say and what you do needs to be in sync with how you feel. So if you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling loving in that moment, you need to say, I I really don't feel loving right now. I'm sorry, but I need to step away and deal with this. It creates tension and unhappiness in you, in your relationships, and in the people around you. You're not accomplishing anything by not walking the talk. It does matter. And you need to, if you don't honor how you feel and who you are, no one else is going to. You need to honor your own expression. Now, in this whole process, Often we will focus only on what we consider the quote-unquote negative emotions, hurt, pain, sadness, depression. You need to look at your positive emotions also. And you need to allow yourself to be uplifted by that because you want a realistic picture of who you are. If you're only looking at your negative emotions, your negative reactions, your negative actions, your picture of yourself will not be right. It will be misery. And a lot of people do that, and they only focus on the negative, and then it's a downward spiral. You're not helping yourself with that. You need to look at your positive emotions also. See what brings you light. See what makes you feel loving. See where you're going. You can come to a place where you are so present and so in the now that you can decide how you're going to respond to the emotions that you're feeling. You can decide whether, uh, you know, you're going to start yelling at the driver in front of you or whether you're going to take a deep breath and just put the music up louder because it's not going to help yelling anyway. You can decide and consider your options before you say or do something that is irrevocable. You want to act, not react. You want to be responsible. You need to ask yourself, am I reacting to this situation or is this a reaction not just to this situation but to my past and and things that I'm not looking at? Maybe I need to look at things. You need to look at your expectations. Did you have realistic expectations of the situation? I always highly recommend, regardless of what is going on in your life, that you set aside time every day. If you can't do it every day, which I believe everybody can do it every day, you just need to make that commitment. But at least once a week where you sit quietly by yourself and meditate, whether that is a walking meditation, whether that is laying in the tub, whether that is taking a shower and just being quiet and humming to yourself, 
but where you listen to the small, still voice inside you and you ask, am I doing the right thing? Where do I go next? Will I be okay? This is something that's very important. You need to make time for yourself. You need to allow yourself the space to express. And if you feel welled up with emotion, if you feel like you're going to cry, then cry. And those emotions come from the top of the chest and the throat. That's where you'll feel it if it's you. Maybe what you need to do is express how you're really feeling in a way that you're not hurting anybody. Yelling into a pillow, punching a punching bag. Um, exercising is always good because you're releasing those endorphins and whatnot. You need to concentrate on the emotion more than what caused the emotion. Instead of saying, I'm so angry at you, it's I am angry. It's the emotion you need to release. You need to be truthful with yourself. You can write it down. You can have a confidant. I feel it's always good to have at least one person in the world who you tell the truth, the absolute truth to all the time. And even if it's different people for different subjects, if you can say it to someone, it releases it more thoroughly than if you're just writing it down or holding it inside and keeping it a secret. Secrets are the stones in your shoe that make it difficult for you to move forward. Secrets are unnecessary. So you need to be honest. Speak your truth. Be honest with yourself. Emotional secrets lead to emotional and mental illness. So those are things you don't want. You can change your emotions through thought, through behavior, and there are many different energetic practices that will help you release your emotions. It's good to find someone to help you with this, to walk it through with you so that you're not having to think about each thing as you're going through it. You have somebody else walking you through it. And having people support you or a person support you helps that also. It helps you to release. It helps you become more comfortable with where you are. When you see that your deepest, darkest secrets really aren't that bad, really aren't anything that is going to like totally appall someone, or maybe it will. But once it's out there, it's out there. It's not. Most of us are not serial killers. Most of us, our transgressions are really not that bad. 
Our transgressions are slight. Maybe we lied. Maybe we were cruel to someone. Maybe we abandoned our child. They're not great things, but you can make amends. You can have atonement. It doesn't need to sit with you forever and be a weight on your shoulders. It doesn't need to pull you down forever. You cannot be fully present with the people around you. You cannot fully be in a new relationship. You cannot fully love someone. You cannot fully love yourself until you've released your emotions from the past. They are your foundation. And is that the foundation that you want to build your life on? And I hope you're saying no. (laughs) I know that there are people who say, "It's why bother going backwards? It's too painful. I have nothing to gain from it. You have everything to gain from it. And it's never too late. It's never too late to release that. It's never too late to start over. I don't care if you're 100 years old. You don't need to carry that with you. You don't need to build your castle on sand. That's not a good way to go. So discover who you are. Take time to be yourself, to figure out who that is. I think the biggest lesson, if there is one, for any of us to learn from our spiritual journey is that the most important component of your spiritual journey is you. Knowing who you are, being honest with who that is. Are you ready? Are you ready, really? Heal. Step onto the path. Reconnect with God. Feel that joy flowing through you like a river every moment of every day and know when you've done something to disconnect. Look inside yourself. Who are you? Look at your life right now and think, is this where you really want to be? Is this who you really want to be? Are you with someone who is condoning bad behavior on your part? Are you hiding behind another person's force so that you don't have to take the blame for your bad decisions? Are you the bully? Are you the one trying to control everyone around you and forcing them to say and do things that are out of character for them and beating down who they are? Very quickly, Emotional abuse. Oftentimes when we are being emotionally abused, we don't really acknowledge it 
and in our society, it's not really, um, we're not educated about it very much, and it's, people don't do much about it because it's not a physical thing that you can see. It's more like watching your best friend get broken down by, you know, someone that they've recently allowed to come into their lives and really feeling that person become smaller and smaller and less and less of a person. So emotional abuse can include rejection. You're being rejected. Your values are being rejected. Your worth is being rejected. Uh, you can be degraded by an individual in any way, including ridiculing, humiliation, insulting behavior when they talk down to you and they're kind of um, backhanded compliments, poo-pooing your ideas, um, talking to you uh, in a negative way not listening, just running over you. Terrorizing or isolating a person is deeply abusive. When all of a sudden you're in a relationship and you think you're in love and this is great and then you realize after a couple months, hey, wait a second, where are all my friends? Well, you lost them all or you drove them away or you stopped communicating to them with them because the person you're with is so jealous and so possessive and so controlling that they cannot stand the idea of you so much as speaking to someone else, let alone having somebody else in your life. So they make inroads, they make criticisms, they create walls between you and your support system and they make you lose your support system or they lead you to losing your support system. And it's a subtle thing. Oftentimes you don't realize it's happening until it's done. All of a sudden, you realize you haven't spoken to your best friend in a long time. All of a sudden, you realize, you know, your friends don't really want to hang out with you anymore because this person is so intrusive. Denying emotional responses to another, which is like holding back affection, giving them the silent treatment. Where there is control, there is no love. There's only fear. You don't really love the person. They don't really love you. It's a matter of control, and control is based on fear, not love. And once you realize that, it's much easier to detach yourself and get away. They create emotions in you that can be mistaken because of the intensity of the emotions, and you want to believe that it's a positive thing, but it's not. If someone is controlling you to that point where they're overseeing who you can talk to and they make you burn bridges, that's not a good person to be with. If you're in that type of a, an abusive relationship, you need to get out and you need to get help. And there are people out there who can help you. You need to Google it or talk to a friend, but find your support system again. These people often will uh, pretend that, that things didn't really happen. So I see we're down to our last two minutes. So you ask me, what's your homework? Well, your homework is to get a journal and start writing. Pay attention to how you're feeling. What are you reacting to? And figure out why. Look at yourself under a magnifying glass. Allow yourself to really feel, really feel. This is your host, Geraldine St. Joseph, in beautiful, sunny Hawaii.
on the island of Oahu. Visit my website at psychicinhawaii.com and do your homework. Be yourself. Figure out who that is. Step onto your spiritual path. Don't let anything deter you from that. Discover who you are and shine your light for the rest of the world to see. That's what you're here for. Being emotional and figuring out your emotional self is a part of that. Own your emotions. Feel them. Resolve them. Release them. And move forward. You are love and light. You are a God child. You are a part of this universe connected to everything and everyone, and you have a job to do. It's time to figure out what that job is and start doing it. Stop avoiding life. Dive into it. Do your homework. This is Gerilyn St. Joseph signing off with your Metaphysical Minute. Listen to us next week. I have no idea what Spirit's going to make me say, but, you know, it's always interesting to see. Don't forget to buy your journal and write in it every day. Make it a habit. And find 10 minutes a day just for yourself to sit quietly, be who you are. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Do your homework. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.